Blog Talk Radio.
bless you. Good afternoon. It is the 1 p.m. hour here in New York, and that means you are listening to Global Gospel, and I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are grateful to God that we are able to share with you again. And just to, so that you know, we're here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and here at Blog Talk Radio. If you'd like to let your friends listen in with us today, you can tell them to log on to www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. And right now, we've just been listening to Ricky Dillard. Let us all go back to the old time way, singing, shouting, let us all go back. Certainly, we sometimes we need to go back uh, to the old time way. And old school is sometimes the best school, but I won't go there right now because we do have a, a special guest uh, lined up uh, later on in our. Uh, we do want you to know that we do not own the rights to any of the music here, but we pray that it is a blessing to each and everyone that is listening. If you would like to write Global Gospel, you can write us at P.O. Box 5331, and that is in Hempstead, New York. Our zip code is 11550. If you would like to call, you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 516-481-3187. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. And just so you, once again, all our shows are archived, so you can listen to us any time of morning, uh, any time of day, any time of night, in the midnight hour. Certainly, you can listen in for inspiration and encouragement. If you'd like to uh, connect with us, you can connect with us on social media. We are, are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, and we are on Twitter. All you have to do is look up Global Gospel, and certainly you will find us there. And you can also click on, on Twitter and Facebook. You can click on the link to go directly to each uh, show. They are all listed there. So certainly send us a friend request. Uh, reach out to us. Drop us a line. Let us know that you are listening. And we thank God for all of our listeners around the world, around the globe, those that are in the north, the south, the east, and the west, those that are here in the United States, that are in Canada, those that are in the Caribbean, Jamaica, West Indies, those that are in uh, Kenya, Nigeria, Namibia, France, Australia, India, wherever you are listening in from. We thank you that you are listening, and we pray that you continue to listen and just be encouraged by the gospel of Jesus Christ. I do want to share our theme scripture here for those that may be tuning in for the first time. Our theme scripture here is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And if you were to read further in that fourth chapter of Second Corinthians, it would go on to say, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. But God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined, in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 
For we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not us. And certainly we are here today for no other reason, not for uh, my fame, not for my fortune, not for your fame or for fortune, but that God be glorified. Everything we do is to the glory and honor of God. And certainly we are encouraging others to subscribe to the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news and glad tidings. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew and also to the Greek. It's for those that are black, those that are white, those that are yellow, orange, green, no matter what color or ethnicity you are, the gospel is there for you. Jesus Christ is there for you. He died for your sins, and certainly he lives Today He has victory over death, hell, and the grave, and certainly that is the reason why we can face whatever is going on in our lives because of Jesus Christ. He is our healer. He is our deliverer. He is our salvation. He is our soon-coming king, and certainly we give him glory, honor, and praise. We thank God for Jesus. We thank God that God sent his only son uh, that we might have a right to the tree of life. And so we thank you for listening in and sharing the gospel. And we encourage you to just share with others the gospel. Let someone else know that the gospel is good news. Perhaps they heard some bad news on today, but it is our prayer that they be uplifted and encouraged to make it through the, the next second, the next moment, the next day, uh, the next year, knowing that uh, they have a Savior in Jesus Christ who is touched by the feeling of our infirmities And so as I promised uh, With that being said We do have a special guest uh, That will be sharing With us on this afternoon And uh, just, just so you know Our number here in studio 619-924-0800 619-924-0800 And certainly you can uh, Call in We're going to open the line in A little later and you can call in and give us a shout-out and let us know that you're listening. This next selection is better. Pastor has a Bishop Hezekiah Walker. And after that, we will be back our special guest. Stay tuned. Listen to these words. People come. People go. Your life has been out of control. You're confused. But don't worry, don't worry it will get better. It's gotta get better. It will get better. It's gonna be better. It will get better. Cause God is in control.
Say hello, special guest. God bless you. God bless you. Hello, 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 everybody. God bless you. Uh, in case you don't know that voice, uh, that is our special <laughs> guest today, Reverend Darius Thomas. Amen. And um, yes, sir, there's so much we can say, but we thank you for joining in today. We know you have a busy, busy schedule. Uh, anytime so my brother calls, I anytime my brother calls, you always make time. You always make time for family. All right, all right. We thank you for making time for family. Amen. So, um, yes, sir. Uh, and so much we could say um, about uh, he has an extensive uh, bio resume. Um, he is the pastor of the Brown Chapel AME Church in Joliet, Illinois. And he's also, uh, we know him, many of us in the New York area, we know him because he stopped by uh, Queens, New York. Uh, Greater Allen Cathedral, uh, Shekinah, uh, worked with the young people for uh, quite a bit of time. And um, yes, sir. What um, you tell the people what you want them to know. Okay, well, uh, as my brother has already mentioned, uh, right after college, the Lord afforded me a great opportunity to serve with Pastor Floyd and Elaine, Pastors Floyd and Elaine Flake, at the Greater Allen Cathedral specifically the Shekinah Youth Church. And so uh, at the age of 23, uh, the Lord allowed me to serve in that capacity right after the Reverend Felicia Faye Long, who has since transitioned, but again, her legacy still lives on. Uh, And one of the things that I I really thank God for is that opportunity because, again, I learned a lot about pastoral ministry. I learned a lot about church administration. I learned a lot uh, just about ministry in general. Uh, from my time serving uh, at both Shekinah and at Allen. The pastors allowed me to stay at Shekinah for about five years, and then they allowed me, uh, they gave me a promotion to come over to the cathedral for seven, for about another seven years. And so, again, I spent about 12 years in New York, and again, the Lord, again, opened my eyes, gave me new vision, new revelation, let me know that, again, the possibilities are limitless when you follow the plan of God. And so, again, I'm just honored. And now uh, I have the very esteemed privilege of serving as senior pastor of the Brown Chapel AME Church in Joliet, Illinois. And I'm just grateful to God for what he's doing in the lives of his people and also doing in my life. Amen. So uh, we thank you uh, for once again for sharing with us. Uh, and as you know, he does, uh, he's been around for a while and you've been preaching to how old? Yes, I started preaching at the age of, well, I kept in my car to preach at about really 15, uh, but my pastor and his wisdom decided, you know, let's wait until you get a little bit older. And so I wasn't officially licensed until I was 17. Uh, but again, my pastor watched me very closely, uh, Reverend Dr. Albert E. Tyson III, uh, and he still afforded me the opportunity to go out and do itinerant ministry. And so I had the opportunity to go to other churches and speak for youth Sundays and graduation Sundays and Really, uh, it really helped me to develop my own preaching voice. And so again, I'm grateful to God for Him and His uh, His tutelage as well. Right. And with that being said, we can still uh, all those years of uh, preaching and ministry, we can still consider him a young pastor. And certainly, uh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he's, he's done a lot in a uh, short period 
uh, time. So we uh, thank God for uh, that. And um, today, our topic is old school meets new school, S-K-O-O-L. That was on purpose for those that are reading the headline. That was a purposeful spelling of school the second time around. So um, we, we, we have a lot of issues in, uh, in our yeah. churches today, and everyone, uh, you know, everyone has something different to share and bring to the table and can enlighten us uh, on different levels. And uh, this person here is a young pastor. He's also been a youth, youth minister as well. So he's worked with all uh, age levels of people. So mm-hmm. um, who else would better be able to understand how to uh, relate to others on different levels? So um, first, uh, the church of today, is this the church that you grew up in or that many of our listeners or, or I grew up in, would you say? I would say yes and no. I know that's a very, very compl- complex uh, question. And so the answer is yes and no. I, I say yes because, again, the church still is doing ministry. Uh, and, okay. and, again, you know, so lives are being changed. Uh, people are, are still speaking the word. There's still a remnant who has not bowed down to Baal. Uh, and so, again, you know, uh, a lot of things have changed, but for the most part, the church is still the church. It's a place of hope. It is a place um, where people can come and get help. It is a place where people can come and serve. But then I say no because we are living in the technological age. And so with technology, there's some great benefits, and then there's some not-so-great benefits. So, for instance, you know, a 15-minute or 15-second clip of a sermon can easily be taken out of context. Uh, you know, not only that, but, again, anytime there's an indiscretion, that can, you know, within 30 minutes, it can be all over the world. And so, again, that's why I say no. And so uh, the church of today is very unique in that uh, a lot of churches are even changing their culture. And I believe that Jesus called us as the church to be countercultural, and we have, we have really dropped the ball in that we are really trying to be like the world so that we can attract those who are new to the faith. So uh, that's to put it simply. Okay, and uh, you said a lot right there. And so uh, as you, one thing that you did say that uh, – 15-minute or second clip can be taken out of context. And we've seen that happen. Uh, we've seen too, people too many literally, times. literally try to destroy, destroy people's uh, character, their integrity, yes. and their ministry yes. uh, based on the fact that they heard part of a message or part of a sermon. Right. And so, right. so we do have to be careful uh, when we start dissecting what people are saying and what doing. people yep. are doing. Yes. So even, um, even you know, the other another thing that's happening too is you know we have a lot of praise breaks and and clips and and things like that, and you know if you if you don't have again the full context of what's taking place in that moment, it's easy to ridicule that. Uh, and so you know uh, even if you have a moment, you know, and I, 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 it's I'm really torn as a senior pastor. Um, <laughs> You know, if we should have cameras in church, or not necessarily cameras in church, but even if we should stream every 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 worship moment, every praise moment, because it should be a private moment, it should be a very intimate moment. But at the same time, you want to, you still want to, you you still want to allow your viewers uh, to see what's taking place in the sanctuary. 
But again, if I'm if I'm really just pouring my heart out to God and I'm I'm crying out to the Lord, I don't need a camera in my face. Uh, and so, you know, uh, those who don't understand don't understand what's taking place in that particular moment can easily ridicule it. And, you know, so then it becomes this, this conversation of, well, see, this is why I don't go to church. And this is, you know, this is fake and this is phony. And, and again, you never know why a person is praising the way they, if I've just been healed from cancer and I've seen God do things like this before, do you think I'm going to have a reserve praise? And so again, you know, I think that technology is good but then technology can also be uh it can also be a bad thing. Right. So we, we have to find I guess we have to find some type of uh medium, a happy medium. Some happy medium, yes sir. Yes sir. <laughs> so we can invite and uninvite people and I, I have this conversation with my brother. Um sometimes I choose to go uh, live, not not all the time. But uh right. sometimes I do sometimes I don't and you know, some people don't necessarily agree with it. Um, I don't know if it, it and it gives gives some people an excuse. Um, there's so many channels that you can watch uh, right. uh, different worship <laughs> right. experiences. You can watch a, a, a radical preacher, conservative preacher. Yeah. You can you, yeah. you can watch any type of preacher you want on Sunday morning, and you don't have to leave exactly. your, your living room, your bedroom, your own bed. You don't have to the house. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And so the, ch- the church comes to you, uh, but uh, right. we do should remember to forsake not. To assemble assembling other things. Yes. yes, sir. So uh, we do need to have that um, contact with each other. So um, yeah. So you think we need to uh, use some discretion? Is, is what we, we have to use discretion. Right. We must use discretion. For instance, there's a church. I think it's in Memphis, Tennessee, or somewhere down south, where the pastor one Sunday again used a prop uh, where he kind of flew in from the balcony. And from I my understanding, this pastor, yeah, I think, and I think the reason why I remember it because the name of his church is Brown Chapel, same as mine. But, uh, you know, this pastor is, you know, this is something that he does consistently. And I mean, even though no one knew exactly what it cost, you know, people were ridiculing, oh, how, how, uh, uh, how many people's tithes and offerings were used for him to, you know, use his swing or, or something, something to that effect. And so, again, we have to just be so cautious in this day because, again, everybody's watching, everybody's a critic, and everybody has an opinion. Not to say that they're not entitled to their opinion, but, again, as, as the Church of Jesus Christ, again, we have to make sure that we don't allow our good to be evil spoken of. Right. And so with that being said um... – as we look at uh, tradition and think that is not the traditional. <laughs> that entrance. is so not traditional. <laughs> right. Not exactly. traditional entrance. So where does, where does tradition, uh, how does that fit into today's uh, worship? Because a lot of times if we look and I'm not knocking anybody's worship experience, because I yeah. do believe that uh, everybody uh, meets God in a different way on a different level. And yeah, God sure. gives everybody a different way to reach out to people and some people uh, will go to a more traditional church uh, with a pulpit and altar. And then there are mm-hmm. other churches, as we see now, as churches are uh, changing, there are some new church, new age churches out there that have lights yeah. and they have cameras and they have smoke yeah. machines and they have <laughs> yeah, stages. Yeah. And uh, we don't see the things that we saw traditionally growing up. Uh, what do you have to say right. about that? 
Oh, I got a lot to say about it. Um, a lot of the mainline traditional churches are really in decline. So the, the Presbyterian Church, the Methodist Church, the Episcopalian Church, the Catholic Church, all of these churches that, again, have been uh, around for hundreds of years, uh, they are becoming, uh, they're, they're aging out. They may have members, um, but those members are, again, boomers or considered baby boomers. And so um, they have a desire to attract particularly millennials, again, which is a, a huge demographic that's missing from those mainline denominations. Uh, but again, they're not willing to change their worship format. Uh, so they're still singing hymns. They're still uh, participating in litanies where, again, you say, you know, the same thing every Sunday. And, and there's, a, there's a large portion of particularly Americans and, and, and millennials who are not attracted to those churches. And so subsequently those churches are dying, they're closing, uh, and that kind of thing. And so as you mentioned that there, there are these new age churches where, again, you get a lot of sensory overload, they're flashing lights, the sermon, you know, uh, a lot of things are the majority of the service is in the dark. Uh, the focus is on the pulpit and, and that kind of thing. There's smoke machines and the, the words are up on the screen, that kind of thing. And so that, that's important. But I think that you can, you can blend both uh, without necessarily compromising. Because, again, I, I have a problem with this kind of like whole sexy, sexy, sexy service, sexy, sexy worship. Uh, you know, everybody got on skinny jeans. And, and, again, I'm not knocking anybody by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that there has to be a standard in, in, in the church. There has to be a standard. I love hymns. Yes, I grew up on hymns, uh, but, again, they, they speak to my soul. And I think it's just a matter of teaching. Uh, and so songs like um, Great Is Our Faithfulness, Timeless, It Is Well. I love music that, music that is timeless, those, those songs that are, that are really biblically based. Um, because some of the stuff we sing in the church today, Really ain't biblical, but that's a that's a that's a, another conversation for another day. And so to go back to your original question, maybe, maybe we can no, go ahead. that on in on the end. <laughs> but, okay, but okay, I, okay. So um, yeah, so um, this is that is not tradition. Uh, what what we're seeing, and like you said, uh, the, the the clothing is, I guess it's um, culture, and I guess it's like yeah. uh, I don't know hip hip hop culture or. I don't. I don't know yeah. what you should call that. And it, uh, it's it's okay. And again, we shouldn't we shouldn't focus. Because I remember I remember uh, we used to do something back in the day called church hopping. So after your service was done at your church, you you know you go to somebody else's church. One of my best friends, she and I went to a, to visit the church, and she had on pants. And we went to a holiness church. They literally took a tablecloth from off the, one of the tables in the fellowship hall, and they made her wrap up in. Uh, this tablecloth for the entire service. Now, of course, she was embarrassed. It was very uncomfortable. Now, that's extreme. And so, again, I don't think that we should focus on, you know, what a person is wearing because, again, if they're, if they're coming to get their soul saved or, or coming to receive something or just coming to just fellowship with the saints and enjoy the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, then, again, to do something like that is utterly embarrassing. Um, and so, you know, as long as, something, as, as long as it's not distracting, as long as it's not inappropriate, because uh, I've seen some folk wear some stuff, and it's just like, oh, goodness. Um, but at the, at the same time, you never know why a person came into the sanctuary on that particular day. So, right. so um, you know, 
Go ahead. It, it, you have to use wisdom in um, discernment and wisdom. things like that. Because, I mean, yes. I don't want to dwell on it, but she still had the pants on. She was just wrapped up in them. But, she was just wrapped up. Exactly. But, but that's, that's another story. But, um, you know, we have to, it's, it's what I always say, conviction and condemnation. And so there's, mm. there's, a, there's um, fine lines between those things. And certainly yes, you cannot live by somebody else's conviction, you know. And we don't mm-hmm. all have the same convictions. And God doesn't mm-hmm. deal with us in the same way. Because, I mean, there was a time when uh, if you said something, that's just the way it was. If we right. want to talk about tradition, that's just the way it was. You know, this is first Sunday. This is. The hymn mm-hmm. that we're going to sing for the day, <laughs> exactly. the scripture we're going to exactly. read, this is what time we're going to march in, what time we're going to march out, we're mm-hmm. going to do a responsive reading. And so, you know, and this, and we're going to wear certain things on first Sunday because that's what we do, because it's communion Holy Sunday or whatever like that. And yeah. so that, in that place, tradition, uh, it, it really has no place because then uh, where is your real relationship mm-hmm. with God if you're following mm-hmm. a script? following a dress yes, code sir. if you're following a certain order, which doesn't mean you don't respect the house of God. It's just that right. tradition is now taking place over our true worship. Exactly. Let me let me share this with you. Um and I think it's important to define tradition. Tradition is oftentimes man made rules that are very uh that are are connected to our religious convictions. Uh another short story, I went to visit a friend of mine and her grandmother, again, from the Holiness Church, uh, and I had on shorts. And so mother rebuked me harshly. I mean, she rebuked me harshly. She said, don't you ever come to my house again. We weren't in the church. This was, this was a school day. I think it may have been a Tuesday or something like that, just a random day of the week, and I had on shorts. And she rebuked me. I mean, she rebuked me harshly. And she said to me, don't you ever come to my house again wearing shorts. And I said, ma'am, I mean, absolutely, positively, no disrespect. Um, but why can't I wear shorts? She said, and you call yourself a preacher? She said, you were exposing your skin like this? Expo- now, again, my shorts were beneath my beneath my knee. It wasn't like, you know, they were tight or anything. This is years ago. Uh, and so, you know, it wasn't like, the, yeah, before, before skinny jeans were acceptable. And so it wasn't like anything was revealing or, or anything to the matter. But her personal convictions was a preacher should never have on shorts. So I asked her eventually, I said, well, ma'am, where is that in Scripture? Show me that in Scripture, and I promise you, I will, I, will, I will honor what it is that you're saying. And so she couldn't find it in Scripture because Scripture doesn't talk about, you know, wearing short pants. And so I just made up my mind, well, I'll just be very careful when I go over to her house because that, that was a religious tradition. Uh, her, in her mind, uh, in her day, that's how a, a preacher should always have on a suit and tie. Uh, and there's some people who have that kind of conviction. Now, again, that's oppressive. Uh, it's prohibitive. It's a, it's a bunch of things, and it's certainly not biblical. Uh, so, again, we have to we have to make sure that as as saints of God that we're not doing things to cause people to turn away from the faith uh, because of our own personal convictions. And so, again, tradition has really stood in the way of a lot of people getting closer to God because, you know, we we have these personal convictions that, again, are not biblical. And so how have you, um, because you've been in um, several different arenas, obviously, and you've been exposed to several different denominations and uh, you've yeah. worked with several different age groups and pastors, 
different uh, different uh, types of congregation. Um, how how do you handle uh, tradition and bringing people up to date or up to speed or empowering them with uh, knowledge through teaching and teaching the truth? Uh, you know, people. We <laughs> it's funny because you know when it comes to when it comes to even defining what sin is, we are very quick to apply mercy and grace to our own proclivities and issues and quick. And Jesus talks about this. He says, you know, it's very interesting how you can point out the speck in your brother's eye, but ignore the plank in your own. That's so easy for us. And, and part of the reason I believe we do that is so that again, we can distract people from seeing our own issues. And so for me, it's, it's just a matter of teaching. So we have to we have to study the word of God so that we can really learn and know that again that, that some of these things are just man made. So for instance, uh, let let's talk about I grew up I grew up in a house where you could not the Sabbath day was really holy, so you couldn't you couldn't iron on the Sunday. You couldn't uh, I mean there were a lot of things you could not do on the Sunday because the Bible says that you you sh- you should not work on the Sunday. And for those of us who grew up in the South, you know, or have roots in the South, man, that our parents and our foreparents, our grandparents, they took that thing seriously. You know, you don't work on something. You don't sweep. You don't do a lot of things. But, again, I think we took that to extreme. And, and it, so it, it becomes a matter of teaching and teaching people the truth. Uh, and so, you know, even even Jesus himself um, did some things where he broke the Sabbath rule where he talked about, so it's it's wrong for me to help a man on Sabbath day. And so there are exemptions and there are exceptions. And so it's just a matter of studying the entirety of Scripture so that, again, we can come out of these places of tradition that have held us back for so long so that we can really walk in the fullness of what God has for us. Right. And, and as believers, we should be balanced and we should be able to rightly divide the word. Divide, you know, it could, exactly. It could be as simple as if you're getting ready to go out and your shirt is wrinkled. You really should iron your shirt. <laughs> exactly. Instead of wearing the wrinkled shirt. If you you know, if you have exactly. the, the means of doing so. You know, otherwise exactly. you can, it can go too far and you can become uh rid- ridiculous. Right, like is God and, is God really gonna send you to hell because you iron the shirt on a Sunday? Right, right. I mean that didn't even that didn't even sound right. <laughs> and so it's just a matter of teaching. It really is just a matter of teaching. Even even as it pertains to you know the the the, uh, the Old Testament law, the Mosaic law, the Levitical law, as it pertains to what we should eat. Uh, you know, there's some people who who hold who hold that very dear. You know, oh, I don't eat I don't eat certain foods because, okay, that's fine. That if that's your personal conviction, that's okay. I'm not going to take that away from you. Uh, you know, but again, let's look at the entirety because in that same that same chapter, it talks about you know when Mixed, mixed linen uh, clothes with with different uh, textures or textiles. So again, we have to really just we can't just say, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna adhere to this, but it not adhere to that. So again, it's just a matter of teaching. Right, and um, yeah, and when you when you start talking about Mosaic law and Levitical law, there's a lot of things that uh, come into play. Um, I'm actually uh, discussing. Uh, that with somebody right now when it uh, comes to uh, tattoos and everything like that. 
but but this this is not this is not the day for that. So I'm I'm just gonna put yeah. that out there. Maybe, maybe we can uh, we'll talk about that another time. But all that's in what you just uh, talked about about marking your uh, body and things like that. And, yeah. and that's another thing when you start dealing with culture. Um, this relig this uh this uh, group of young people that we're dealing with. Um, yeah. Have they have a lot of fads. And um yeah. when uh when you're approached with, with these uh types of questions it is important that we are able to give people the word uh the word give them scripture and yeah. be able to rightly divide it. Yes sir. Yes sir. So and it, that's another it, thing that's so important that you mentioned. You you talk about fads and the church has to be careful not to adhere to every fad because every fad is not safe. That's true. Every fad is not safe. And so, you know, uh and I understand we want to we want to be relevant, but we can be relevant without necessarily compromising. That's what I, I personally believe. Um and I think that the church there ought to be a difference in our worship, there ought to be a difference in our sound, there ought to be a difference in our approach. And so we have to we have to make sure that again we are not faddish because again fads change very quickly, and if we have if we are continually following fads the fads of the world, then again the church is going to spend so many resources that we'll never be able to recoup uh, in the wrong way. That that is so true. That is so true. And um, we do have uh, a lot of uh, fads that we uh, deal with. Um, and I think it's because um, sometimes the church, church tries to become what the world is so mm-hmm. the church can be more attractive, would you say? Um, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. They want to be attractive yes, to a younger generation. And um, yeah. it's, it's more, I think, I think it more has to do with communication and um, dialogue. And so yeah. that every age group can understand each other a little better. It's not, it's not uh, understand, at least know where they're coming from. You know what I'm saying? Cause this, sure. is, this is not the age where you can say, don't iron your clothes on Sunday and expect right. them not to ask a question. You're going to ask right. a question. Well, why can't I right. iron on Sunday? Why? And you're going to have to have exactly. an answer. You're going to have to have a valid answer because if your answer is invi- uh, valid, it's, it's just going to dismiss it. So, exactly. And turn them away. Right. And turn them away from the institutional church. So then every Um, church gets labeled as, you know, oppressive because of that one experience that they had with that one congregation. Right. We're going to take a brief break. Um, Our number in studio is 619-924-0800. If you'd like to call in, speak to Reverend Darius Thomas Curtis, uh, the pastor of the Brown Chapel AME Church in Illinois. Uh, This next song says, uh, he is preparing me, uh, Daryl Coley. This is uh, from back in the day. It's a little bit of old school gospel. (laughs) And and maybe when we come back, we'll briefly talk about a little bit of music and music. its place because we do know that you uh, sing as well and uh, sing with several people. (laughs) So we're going to take this break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. God bless. 
Thomas, listen to Daryl Coley, he's preparing me. Um, I think I have a caller. Okay. Caller, are you there? Caller? Yeah, uh, this is this is Greg from Pennsylvania. God bless you, Greg. Uh, Greg, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing good. Yeah, I had a question uh, for the Reverend. Uh, just with your experience of uh, going to these different types of churches, sure. Uh, do you find that maybe one particular type has an easier time getting their prayers answered? You know, and I'm also looking mm. for, you know, when you think about the people that are really strict, is it working for them? Is, uh, you know, are more people sick in their church or less? You know, that's kind of, mm. you know, Sure. Yeah, I don't I, I have think, the expert. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a wonderful question. Um, and, and to be very honest, this is what I've learned about prayer, Craig. It, it is Craig, correct? Uh, yeah, Craig. Okay. Okay. So one thing that I've learned is this, that, that prayer is not um, us telling God what it is that we need. Because Scripture tells us very clearly that God already knows what we need before we even ask. And so uh, what prayer is, is it's, it's an invitation for God's supernatural, super to be added to our natural. And so that, that entails so much. It entails the grace of God. It entails the mercy of God. And so it's not necessarily how effective I am in terms of praying or saying the right words, but it's more or less God just being compassionate, loving, patient with with those who are calling out to him. 
And so, uh, you know, it's not about, you know, I've been praying for a long time or I've been praying. This is the first time I've ever prayed. It's really about God's faithfulness and God's availability and extending his power, God's power to us. And so to answer your question, um, you know, sickness is a reality in, in our in our society. It's a reality in our world. Um, and so God makes healing available to all. Uh, and, and Scripture tells us very clearly that he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. And so just because a person gets healing doesn't necessarily mean that they are ne- they are in uh, the best of relationship with God. Uh, and so to answer that question very simply and succinctly, it's a very profound and deep theological question uh, because there are some people who who are, quote, righteous that may never receive their healing from cancer until they die. And that's the healing that God has in store for them. Uh, and so, uh, again, let's not I, – I try to encourage people never to, uh, you know, equate blessings with the type of relationship you have with God because God blesses both, again, the just as well as the unjust. Uh, thank you for Amen. calling in, bro. Once again, our number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero, and it's important, as uh, Reverend Thomas just said, that uh, you know it doesn't matter what kind of church, but certainly we just have to have that relationship with God. Uh, he's preparing me. Why did you pick that song? Man, that song has spoken to my life for as long as I can recall. Uh, it was one of the first Daryl Coley songs that I, I heard, and it just I fell in love with his musicality. But then after I got beyond the musicality and started listening to the words, I realized that, wait a minute, I'm living this. So let me just give you just a little bit of my testimony. My mom suffered a, a stroke uh, when I was 11 years old. And um, being the youngest child and uh, my, my next oldest sibling, there's an eight-year difference between us. Uh, and so I was essentially the only one at home. And so I had to learn how to balance the family budget. I had to learn how to cook and clean. And I couldn't understand why at 11 I had so much responsibility on my plate. Uh, and then when when I was 14 in 1994, she suffered another stroke that almost killed her. And I I prayed to God. I begged God, Lord, don't let my mom die. And so with that came even more responsibility because I had to, you know, prepare her medicines. I had to make sure she went to doctor's appointments, the whole nine. Uh, and, again, I could not understand why, you know, majority of my friends, you know, they're, they're going to basketball games and dances. But I had to, again, really learn how to provide care for somebody at such a young age. And I didn't realize that God was preparing me for what was coming in my life, later on in my life. And so uh, uh, that's what I love about the grace of God. Again, he's, the Lord is always in our future preparing us. Uh, you know, he's preparing us now for what is to come in our future. And a lot of times we don't understand what God is doing. And so we, we sometimes get frustrated with God. We get angry with God. Uh, but, again, I'm learning to just trust what God is doing. The Bible tells us that the steps of a good man are ordered by of the Lord. And so uh, that song speaks to me. Every time I get frustrated, 
and, and, you know, like, why am I in this season of my life? Why am I dealing with this? It's because God is preparing me for something that I can't handle right now. He's giving me the strength that I need. He's building me up so that I can, in the next season of my life, uh, walk out uh, uh, what it is that he's called me to do. Wow. Um, and that is uh, that's an awesome testimony. Um, and we do, you know, that, that goes for everybody. It's not just for uh, lay people, oh, but so that's true. for the preacher, uh, too. We do have yeah. our struggles and we question God. And I think I'm, I, may, I may have to put that on the playlist. You know, it's, yeah. it's not a new song for me because I believe my church choir used to sing that in the 90s. So that was a pretty yes, popular song in the 90s. All those that came through 90s uh, gospel music, that was probably at one of the top on the list for church choirs. Um, but uh, certainly yes, we do have to uh, trust God uh, more. And it, it, it's not comfortable uh, trusting God, especially when, no, it's, not at all. when it's your uh, <laughs> Your, it's the place where you live. It's your environment. You know your household, yeah. as you stated. Uh, that's difficult. And even at a young age, when you don't have enough behind you about what God has already mm-hmm. done, uh, to trust Him for what He will do and what He is going to do, and our faith has it. Um, you have to build faith sometimes with you know nothing behind it. Well, that's what makes it faith. Yes, sir. You know. And yes, so, sir. but as, as as we grow and get older, certainly we do understand the way God works a little better. Um, we are coming to the close of the hour, so I do want to make sure that before we wrap it up that you do shout out a few people. I'm sure you have a few people you want to shout out. Oh, man, I got a long your, list. Uh, We're going to be here another hour. No, I'm just kidding. Us, I'm kidding. We're going to give you the, uh, you're going to give a short, uh, the short version. And, yeah, the shortened um, version, the abridged version. Your, uh, your uh, service times for tomorrow, your itinerary, where Go ahead. All yours. Sure. All right. I want to just say thank, uh, shout out and, and thank God for my wife, Kiana, uh, the mother of my beautiful four children, Prince Nazir, Zion, Darius Jr., and Caleb. They are my babies. I love them more than words can ever express. I'm so grateful to the Greater Allen Cathedral of New York. God bless you, Allen. I love you. I miss you tremendously. Pastors Floyd and Elaine Flake, who again gave me a wonderful opportunity. I got to shout out my bishop, Bishop John Franklin White, who gives me the opportunity to serve one of the best churches in all of Christendom, the Brown Chapel AME Church of Joliet. I love you, Brown Chapel. Listen, tomorrow, if you are in the Joliet area, if you're in Chicago, if you're in Indiana, wherever you are, Make your way to 1502 East Mills Road, right in Joliet, Illinois. Worship starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Tomorrow, believe it or not, is Family and Friends Day. And we are going to have uh, just a great time in the Lord, just fellowshipping with each other and enjoying the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Listen, we are not concerned about your, your clothes. We are more concerned about your soul. And so please make your way. Join us any Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. And then tomorrow, immediately following the benediction, we're going to make our way outside, and we're going to have our annual church picnic. We have bouncy castles for the kids. We're going to have a water balloon fight. Uh, We're going to have a dunk tank. We're going to have barbecue. And the saints are bringing their absolute best dish, so please come join us. It's absolutely positively free. We just want to enjoy Jesus and enjoy each other's company. Uh, And then last and certainly not least, I want to just thank God again for giving me grace and giving me mercy and loving me and using somebody as flawed as me. And so, again, I just want to thank God for his loving kindness, which is better than life itself. 
Amen. Uh, well, once again, uh, we thank you, Reverend, uh, for uh, joining with Global Gospel, uh, for sharing uh, your message, for sharing your testimony, for sharing your insight uh, with those that are around the world. And uh, we just want everybody, you heard the uh, the itinerary, so if you're in the area, certainly uh, do stop by Brown Chapel. And uh, please a, do. Uh, the word will be preached and rightly divided. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So you you won't you won't leave confused. Amen. Uh, so, Thank you, uh, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> also, those that uh, that uh, just joined in, or perhaps you missed the first part, just know that our show is archived, so you can go back immediately following uh, at 2 p.m. on Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Central Time. I think I got that right. Right, Central Time. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. You can uh, listen from start to uh, beginning, um, and we tried to cover as much as we could. Uh, we didn't get around to talking about uh, music, but uh, we do know that you've uh, sang with a lot of people, and I guess we'll have to we'll have to do part two about that if you're scheduled. For I minutes. love it. I'll gladly. Yeah. I'll, I will gladly for you, my brother. Gladly. We have we have to come back and uh, talk a little bit more about our. Uh, the types of music, our worship, our hymns, uh, yes, sir. What is uh, what is trendy in in music, and what is go- what is gospel music, what is Christian music, mm. what is contemporary? Yes, sir. They're all different. They're all different things. And um, yes, sir. Uh, we'll leave that alone. But again, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you can give us uh, your closing remarks and what you would like. Uh, and, and just uh, offer a word of prayer Gladly um, I want to leave you with this In John chapter 6 At verse number 10 um, Very familiar passage of scripture This is where Jesus is feeding The multitude uh, one, one gospel writer said that There were about 5,000 men Not including the women and the children Jesus gives a very specific instruction In Chapter uh, 6, verse number 10, he says, tell the men to sit down. He tells the disciples that, again, before I perform this miracle, there's something that I'm requiring of this crowd. And I want them to sit down in groups of 50 and 100. So, again, that lets us know that God is a God of order. So before, a lot of times we receive the full manifestation of uh, of the miracle that God wants from us, we have to first be active participants. Secondly, we must uh, make sure that we get some things in order. Sometimes that requires that we sanctify ourselves and we uh, separate ourselves from certain people and certain things, certain places, so that we can, in fact, receive the blessing that God has for us. But here's the third thing. There's a word uh, in this verse. Uh, in the English, it's two words. It's sit down. But it's one word in the Greek, and that word is anapitos. Uh, and epithos means to sit down, but it speaks to the kind, the way in which we are to sit down. And that is we are to sit down, recline, relax. And that's the word I want to leave with somebody today. Don't just obey, but you also got to trust. Get to a place where you say, you know what? God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, and so therefore I'm going to relax. I refuse to have more sleepless nights. I refuse to allow Satan to stress me out. I refuse to believe the lies of the enemy. I know that God wants the absolute best for me. And so I'm going to stand firm on God's promises, and I'm going to relax and wait to see how God is going to manifest miracles 
and manifest provision in my life. And so, sisters and brothers, yes, we must be active participants. We have to, we have to uh, obey. We have to sanctify ourselves, and we also need to relax. And so, sisters and brothers, I'll leave you with that word. Relax. Know that God is with you, that God is for you. And if God is for you, does it even matter who's against you? And so let's go to the Lord and pray. Father, we thank you that you are a loving God. We thank you that you are a gracious God, that you bless us with blessings we don't even deserve, blessings we didn't work for, blessings we, don't, we didn't earn. And so we're also grateful, God, that you are a merciful God, that you're slow to anger, that you are patient, that, that you love us with an everlasting love. Father, we cast all of our care upon you, for your word tells us that you care for us. And so, Father, I lift up the sick to you today. I pray for those that are lost. I pray for those, God, that are struggling in their faith. I pray, Lord, that you would do a new work in us and complete that work that you have begun. I thank you, Lord, that your word tell, tells us that all things work together for the good, and we stand upon those promises. We thank you, Father, that you never leave us, that you never forsake us, that you are the God who, again, demonstrates your power. And so that's our prayer today. Show yourself mighty, God. Show yourself strong. And Lord, we thank you uh, that, again, your word tells us that the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God shall stand forever. And we thank you that the very gates of hell shall not prevail against your church. And so, Lord, even though we're going through a rough season now, we don't always understand what's going on. We declare, God, that we are victorious in Jesus. It's in Jesus Christ's name we do pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen. 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 God bless you. Uh, you've been listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. Our special guest was Reverend Darius Tom- Thomas, pastor of the Brown Chapel AME Church in Joliet, Illinois. Uh, continue to listen in next week. We're here every Saturday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. at www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. God bless you. God bless Yes. I told the Lord, yeah, to your will, to your way, I made up in my mind. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.